guys for being a part of Black Canvas. We're so grateful to have Mr. Joshua Leonard. Um, he's an illustrator. He also has done character design. He's the owner of the Leonard Studio, and he is also the creator of Team Supreme Cartoon. And we're so grateful to have him with us. And he's going to kind of tell you guys about his journey as it relates to illustrating. And we just love that he's here. Thank you so much, Josh, for being a part. Hey, man, thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I, I love one thing about what you do is that you're helping inspire so many young kids and especially African-Americans to learn that there's no dream that they can't actually succeed. They, right. like, there's something they see and they want to do, like anything's possible. And we're just so grateful to, to have you. Absolutely. Out Absolutely. Thank you, man. I'm, I, and I'm grateful to be able to give back the way I'm, I'm trying to do so. I'm, 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 uh, I'm thankful. Yes, sir. So I want to first kind of start <clears throat> off with saying about you being a guest speaker at the Black Designers Unite 2021. Can you kind of tell me about that experience? Yeah, that was awesome, man. Um, and I kind of got picked up a little kind of the last minute. They wanted me to be the keynote, but it was a little too soon for me. Um, but I will be the keynote at this next year's um, Black Ignite event. But um, yeah, that that uh, they kind of just reached out and wanted me to choose. You know, I was one of the the people that got to pick the the other speakers and um, but basically just wanted to hear my, you know, kind of a background story about me, Team Supreme, what I grew up, how I grew up, you know, being a military brat, uh, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, everything as it pertains to me being a black creative and an artist in the industry that I'm in, which is the animation industry. So, um, but it was good. It was good. I didn't get to talk for a long time, but from, from what I, when I did get to speak, it was, it was pretty good. Well, I love that. And I, when I was reading up on it, they were talking about um, our journey is everything was one of the taglines I saw. And it's, it also talked about becoming who you are, designing it as all of you. And I just love that because we all have a journey yeah. um, that we're taking in life. Like you said, growing up as a military brat, going through that experience, it, it takes a lot out of you as an adult when you realize how many changes and things you've done from a young age to adulthood. Um, but it also helps you to grow because you get to right. learn about different cultures, different, you know, people and how they respond to things in different areas around the U.S. So that's, Absolutely. I think it kind of broadens your horizon, <clears throat> you kind of, if per se, it gives you that, you know, inclusive, you know, being inclusive in many different ways. Um, but I, For sure. Yeah. And it made me well-rounded as a, a person. Yes. Sure. Yes, sir. Now, mm -hmm. what about being a panelist for Comic-Con? Can you kind of tell me about that for people who don't know about comic books and was that in July, right? Yeah, that was just uh, recently passed, man. That was super dope. Um, and shout out to Diverse Tunes. That was uh, Diverse Tunes that was put on the Comic-Con panel. And Comic-Con, for those of you that don't know, it's, it's the biggest, um, I guess, one of these, you know, Dragon Con, Comic Con, they, they, you, you basically hear everything, you know, video game characters, movie characters, comic characters, people can dress up as these characters and they, um, they get to learn about upcoming movies, Marvel, DC, anything. If it's major and in the comic world and, and cartoons and film and video games, that's, that's the biggest one. So to uh, be given that opportunity to come and speak along with, my other uh, panelists, my friends, 
at Diverse Tunes was a blessing, man. And we had a blast. Really did. That's great. Can you kind of explain what is Diverse Tunes for anyone who may not be aware of that? Can you kind of explain what that is for us? Yeah, Diverse Tunes is a it's another podcast and it's super helpful for um, anybody, many people of color that's trying to get in the industry of the animation, you know, games, anything like that. They they do a lot of panels. Um, one of the co-owners, Monique, she actually had Netflix, so she has a lot of insight on behind the scenes. She came from, uh, I think, Blue Sky Studios. So she's she been in the industry for quite a long time. So um, it's very, yeah, they, they just have a lot of knowledge on how to get in. And, and uh, even for me, it's very helpful for me as well <clears throat> from the little time that I've been in the, the industry. So. Yes, sir. So what kind of advice would you give to like a young illustrator, someone who's interested in getting into the field? Is there any advice you would give to that young, um, especially someone of diverse, diversity of color or someone who maybe didn't think they could actually do that? Is there any advice you would sure. give to that young illustrator? Yeah, first of all, stay patient, stay humble, stay motivated. Um, because in today's world, especially me personally, I'm putting pressure on the industry on the animation industry to get more inclusivity, to get more diversity in these, uh, you know, in these studios, the writer's room, everything has to be diverse and inclusive to, especially when you're telling these stories. Like, I mean, if, if we're telling a specific story, you have to have those same writers in there in that writer's room. So, um, but if you're a young, a young uh, artist trying to get in the industry and, I would I would definitely say the network, you know, if you're an illustrator and you want to draw in the industry, you got to learn how to draw anatomy. So start learning the anatomy of how the muscles are placed and how that works. Um, you have to um, you got to network, you know, try to meet as many people as you can. Um, I'm big on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is one of the probably one of the most slept on um, apps. But it's my favorite just because, you know, you can you can see the recruiters on there that work at Disney or Pixar or Sony anywhere you want. So you kind of just network with people like that and and uh, you kind of stay in touch with people. But you just got to stay focused, man. Be tenacious. You know, don't ever give up. Don't stop. Don't be discouraged because it's not easy, but it's possible, man. You know, I graduated 2018, so I'm already I've already worked for Netflix. Um Baobab Studios, Sony, um, a studio just hit me up this morning for for a gig that I'm about to take. So, um, you know, Nickelodeon did work for Drake, I'm working with uh, Lena Waithe and Hillman Grad, Jason Weaver. So it's just just in the matter of the, a matter of me graduating in 2018, I've already um, kind of reached this level. So I'm, it's a blessing, man. Congratulations! I, I wanna one thing. I, one thing I love when I hear that is that society standards are what they expect for people to do and not do in their careers. And I think it's important for us to kick in the door, and you can find your way in however you choose. But you create the own lane for yourself. Right. And I know for myself, being a writer, um, I've written books myself, and I always wanted to independently publish for myself and own mm. the rights to it. Because right. then you right. you create yep. the narrative, and then when the right person touches it or decides they want to use it, then you can kind of show this is how I want my mm -hmm. career to be steered in this direction. So 
I, I just want to congratulate for sure. you for that because that, you know, a lot of people who get out of school, they don't really know what they're going to do or if, if it's time to actually maybe go back to school and learn more crafts, but for you to immediately get out and start working, that's great. It's really good. Yeah, well, it's crazy, man. And congratulations to you as well. But um, my, my story is a little different because I, uh, I started at the Art Institute in 2014. I, I went in there with a different mindset. So if you are a student, just remember that uh, if, you, if, if you do go to college for art or whatever it is for, you still have to compete. Just because all of y'all graduate does not mean you're guaranteed a job. You have to compete against those other. So I went to the Art Institute with the mindset, like, I'm going to be the best to come out of the school. Uh, so if you were in my class, I was going to outwork you. You know, my, my artwork was going to be out. That was just my mindset. You know, I wanted to be the best one to come out of there. And um, just having that mentality is helpful. But another thing for uh, kids or, or people looking to get into, you got to brand yourself as well. Like these companies will hire you just based off of you as a, if they like you, they'll hire you. They'll put you in a position. But um, I think that helped me out a lot. You know, these companies, they, they like what I believe in as it pertains to diversity and inclusion. And then they see my artwork and then they like that as well. So it's like a, a total package for me. So it's a good look. Yes, sir. And it's like selling yourself, Absolutely. Almost, but only in a positive way. Sure. Like you networking is one of the hardest things for people to learn how to master that if they're not used to doing it. But I think right. when you, you can still be your authentic self and share your experiences, but also you can still walk into a room and people, you can command the room and know that you're there. So right. I think right, right, that's right. what I love about artists, you know, and I've interviewed people who are, are musicians, but <coughs> I always wanted to interview someone who was in the field that you're in with illustration and artwork, because that's seeing it from a different viewpoint, a different mm -hmm. purview for someone to say, hey, I, I, I love what Josh represents, but then outside of what he draws, it's like, what can I see in the picture? And just being able to kind of, your imagination can go mm -hmm. in so many different directions with artwork. Um, and sure. that's something I loved about your superhero. So I want to kind of talk about Thank what you. caused you to create African-American superheroes. What, what was kind of going in your mind when you started those illustrations? Yeah, uh, that's pretty much easy, man. Just growing up, um, I was, I, I grew up in a strict family household. So I was wasn't able to watch all the cartoon shows like everybody else. I had to watch like Looney Tunes, uh, things like that, man. I wasn't, I wasn't able to watch stuff with like evil presences and, and evil villains. But as I got older, one thing I noticed, even when I was a child, I didn't see characters that looked like me. Um, and I didn't see characters right. in wheelchairs. I didn't see characters with disabilities. So I was like, you know what, man? If they're not even gonna, and then being a uh, like animator in the industry is, I think it's less than four percent people of color in the industry. It might be five now. So mm -hmm. seeing all of that, I was like, man, I gotta make a. It has to be. It's, it's crucial that it has to be a change in this uh, in this environment, man. So that's where it came from, man. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm a, not only am I gonna make black main characters, I'm gonna make characters that have disability, you know, amputee, blind, deaf. I'm going to teach sign language through animation, you know, all of that type. That's what my mindset was. I'm like, I'm going to think outside of the box and uh, keep it moving like that. But that's where it came from, man. Just me wanting to see 
more inclusion on TV. Yeah, I love that. I think that kind of goes back into um, inspirations. And if you can't see it on television, I kind of go back back to like the Cosby show and what that represented for so many um, African-American homes. And there were a lot of people Mm -hmm. who felt like they only saw themselves as good times, like seeing something like that, how that struggle. But I think like you can still have both parts of it. Of This is what I aspire to have or this is how I grew up and not becoming a product of what we've experienced, but actually using that as motivation to not get outside of yourself because you can still be who you are, but also to show people right. inner city kids and hey, that anything's possible and that um, you have to believe in your your talent and then also your gift makes room for you. So when you actually know right. what gifts you have and you can unlock pretty much any possibilities that you set for yourself. Absolutely, I just spoke about that. I was telling people that, you know, you gotta find your purpose, man. Find out what you want to do, find out what you're good at, and kill it. And you're killing it. I mean, working for Thank you. Netflix, and like you said, also, you said with Drake, too, right? I did some work for Drake, yep, uh, last year, actually. So, yeah, What was man. that experience like? Did you have a chance to kind of really <laughs> talk with them, and oh, how Not, did that work? So it was when Drake had, uh, oh, man, what he had a single out, uh, the Tussie Slide, that's what it was. Okay. So yeah, yeah, the Tussie slide, and I think it uh-huh. went platinum or something just off of streams alone. He didn't even have the album out or anything like that. And um, so basically, he wanted the the uh, the creators of the dance, which is a young group of kids out here out in Atlanta. So he basically wanted me to draw all of them, and he got them like a little package, and uh, I think I guess he put them on some t-shirts or something like that, but. It was actually his uh Drake's agent. But he's like, yo, Drake finds you on Instagram, loves your work. But hey, got paid. You know? Wow. So that, what yeah, was that was like? Like cool. this did it kind of shock you when they reached out to you? Like, you're like, what is this? Like, is this a prank? Is this cool? Or like <laughs> what were you thinking? Nah, uh, nah, because <clears throat> because I've already done work with big studios, it's like, okay, well, this is yeah, this is. I mean, it's it's just supposed to happen at this point. I've already done this, this, this. That's right. Um, and he probably came to me because he saw, uh, what is it, Nickelodeon up there or whatever it was. Um, like like yeah. I said, I'm always grateful, always humbled by these these uh anybody that supports me and comes to me for artwork or anything like that. But um, I was actually more surprised and shocked and happy when um. Nickelodeon had hit me up. I remember I was walking in the Home Depot and they hit me up for a gig, man. I did some work for them for about two months and it was amazing. It was amazing, man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's amazing. How did, how did your family react to you just as you've been reaching these pinnacles of success in your career? How, how are they taking this newfound, you know, fame and things that you're experiencing in the last couple of years? How, how are they dealing with this? Well, my... Uh, my family, I don't really think they're surprised. Uh, I was an athlete first, so I was always in the newspapers, and I got recruited D1 football, track, played baseball, played basketball. Um, so I got scholarships, blew my knee, though. So I was, they kind of knew I was going to be special at something. Uh, I never stopped drawing even when I was an athlete, so uh, my pops kind of already knew, like, it's just a matter of time before the artwork park takes off and uh once i once i kind of put my foot down and came out here to atlanta and the art institute in 2014 it was a wrap man like that was what i wanted to do 
that's my purpose to create this show to tell these stories and um but now nah, they're very supportive man my daughter who was uh born during hurricane katrina when i was homeless out there mm-hmm. she uh she gets wait <laughs> can i go back to that for a for second sure. are you from that area i lived in biloxi mississippi Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm originally from New Orleans, so I was in Katrina and Rita. So yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I live right on the beach in Biloxi, where Katrina hit. It wiped out the whole beach. Um, it, it did. So I got evacuated to Atlanta. So I was out here for a couple months. My daughter was born like that next week after Katrina. So she's the one that really got to see wow. the bottom all the way to where I'm at now. So she's very proud of a dad man so yeah she just turned 16 got a sweet 16 car for her birthday uh september 6th so yeah man it's a it's a blessing that's awesome <laughs> i mean you are a blessing josh just telling that story i mean that, that's Thank a you. hard thing for anyone who's going through any type of challenges it's hard to kind of move forward your mind goes into how do i make the best of this or you know i have enough sure. you know i have a life that's you know getting ready to come into the world how am i going to be able to make make ends meet and just kind of survive. And I think like for you, that kind of goes into my next question, which is if you could kind of tell your younger self any piece of advice, what would you tell yourself from where you are now? Mm, that's a good question, man. Uh, hmm. That's tough, man. I probably wouldn't tell anything, man. Like everything I've been through was was amazing. Like even Hurricane Katrina, man. I'm and it sounds crazy, but I always tell people I'm very I'm grateful that I went through that because it makes you appreciate the the little things in life, man. Um especially being homeless, man. Like you especially from a hurricane standpoint, that stuff get takes it gets taken away like with within a snap of a finger. So um and I don't play about them hurricanes. Yes, and we were in Miami, Hurricane Andrew. You know, I lived in Alaska, lived in Maryland. Oh, yeah. Had the blizzard of 96 in Maryland. Like, came out here to Atlanta in 2014. I think 2015 or 16, they had that big freeze out here. And the city wasn't prepared for it. They had no salt. So, I mean, everywhere I've been, it's been a uh, kind of little, little tough things that happen. But everybody goes through that man so it's like bro, we need we need that to really appreciate that's right the good stuff that happens to us man that's why i don't uh, i just got off the phone with jason weaver yes yesterday i think maybe the day before but we, i was telling him like man with uh-huh people are still crazy even today with all this stuff going like you it's, it's hard enough surviving with covid and all this stuff going on but now you still got people like killing people and doing all, it's, it's i don't understand people man like life too short Life too short, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to make my little creations and keep it moving, man. Yeah, and and sometimes when you start reaching success in your career, then you know there are some people who may not actually want to support you in that. So I always mm-hmm. say that you keep people close to you and be able to discern someone's you know intentions Absolutely. by being around them. And, and then when you can do that, then it doesn't matter. Like I always tell people when I'm moving forward that I don't have to look backwards when I'm walking. I'm going on a straight and narrow path for myself and. I hope to take people on the journey with me, but if not, it's okay sometimes to leave certain situations behind so that you can evolve and become who you are. And that's one thing I think with your artwork that it's evolving and it's starting to become even bigger and better. And we've just seen the beginning stages of where you're going to be in the next few years, but I'm just grateful that you were even a part of this with me because it just shows 
you know, the humility you have, but also the willingness Absolutely. to kind of help each other that we can learn from each other and our experiences. So we really appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, man. We need it. We need it. Yes, sir. So how, Josh, can they find you online? Do you have a website? Um, can <clears throat> you don't mind sharing like your Instagram handle so people can follow you? Yeah, I have a website and I'm over all over social media as well. My social media, Instagram, if you can find my Instagram, it's uh, at I am Joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A, Leonard, L-E-O-N-A-R-D. So it's just I, is it I? Let me see. Let me make sure real quick. I think it's I am, not I am, but I and the letter M. So I'm Joshua Leonard mm-hmm. on Instagram. Once you find that, you'll be able to find everything else because it's all linked to my, uh, it's all on my profile. Well, we really appreciate you being a part of Black Canvas today, and I would love to keep in contact and hopefully have you back soon. And maybe at some point I can have you work with me and we can work together on something. Absolutely, man. Well, let's stay in touch. Absolutely. All right. So thank you so much, Josh, for being a part. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right. So, Josh, you have a great evening. You too, brother. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. Bye bye. Peace. I'm not afraid